Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Man Baggage. This is the space, the sometimes safe, sometimes unsafe space where we get men together, drill into their heads and try and find out what it is that makes men tick. Look across the room to your partner. Is there a man sat there? What's going on in his head? Look in the mirror, lads. What's going on in your head? It's a mystery. It's more of a mystery than the ocean and the universe is. We know it's a mystery because everything that's going wrong with men is around issues that could be solved with more talking, which men don't do. Why don't they talk? Because they have lack of insight into themselves. And that's why man baggage came around originally. Now that sounds quite serious, doesn't it? But it's quickly evolved into using humour as a key to unlock men's minds and get them talking, particularly straight men's, but we have men of all types on here. We even had men that are women and women that are men. I mean, we really do mix it up. It's certainly not binary code. There's no ones and zeros being tossed out here. But what it comes down to is this, more talking means more communication, means better mental health. But the key component seems to be the use of humour, which is why I'm hosting it and not someone who's actually qualified in this fucking area. And today we're talking about discipline. My God, how to drive a wedge in relationships men and women different in their approaches. We differ in our approaches based on ages. There seems to be no right answers. No one has the answers. Everyone thinks they have the answers and no one does. We're talking about parental discipline. Child discipline is the method used to prevent future unwanted behavior in children. When I was a kid, I'll break your fucking legs if you keep doing that, for example, would have been a sentence. Legs were never broken. That's the point. It was like Kim Jong-un's <laughs> nuclear weapon. Wasn't detonated, but we knew it was there. The word discipline is defined as imparting knowledge and skill. In other words, to teach. In its most general sense, discipline refers to systematic instruction and given to discipline. Now, what I want to, I need to introduce today's panel. Again, uh, flanking me hard is Lindsay Kane. He's going to be the female auditor. We can't just have men talking to each other about what it's like to be a man and different experiences of masculinity or we inevitably drink into sexy stereotypes about women and we need a strong gobby woman who can defend women against those stereotypes and we're joined by northerner Lindsay Kane who happens to be married to me um Lindsay welcome <laughs> hello, hello. welcome back rapidly becoming friend of the podcast third this will be the third Indeed. one you've done uh, don't get too keep you in your keep you on your toes. Yeah, don't get too comfortable. I like to vary it up. And uh, <laughs> and the ma- 
And the male get a uh, prominent god pa- uh, prominent godcaster. I mean a god. Thanks, I'll take it. <laughs> god, a godcaster. <laughs> the reason the reason I called you a godcaster because I was thinking of podcast, but I saw the word Homo sapiens, and then I was thinking of creationism. <laughs> so you do host a podcast called Homo sapiens, which isn't about evolutionary science, but it's sort of like a queer woman's hour, right? Yes, exactly that. Also a TV director in your spare time as well. Yeah. What do they call them? Jack of all trades, master of none. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll kick. I'll kick straight off, Chris, with this question. First of all, I believe you're a recent recruit to Parentdom. Exactly. You're absolutely correct, Russell. How recent are we talking? We're talking nine weeks. Bloody oh hell! Oh my god, that is fresh. You are yeah. you are deep in Afghanistan with the little microphones on and the tracking device, <laughs> sand blowing. We've, we've lost contact with our social life. Is there anyone there? <laughs> We've lost them. But when people say it gets easier, they're lying. Absolute Everyone's lying. It does not get easier. Shit. Enjoy <laughs> the easy bit, not to 12 weeks. Enjoy it. Yeah. In the holiday. You're basically yeah. in the Maldives at the moment. You're heading, to, you're heading towards Blackpool, which is when they're seven. <laughs> which is literally okay. what we did last weekend because the thought of travelling, yeah. it makes me want to vomit because it's become so hard. <laughs> but anyway, so as a recent recruit to parenting, talk us through your setup. What's going on? So nine-week-old baby. Nine-week-old baby, me and my husband, both kind of working from home at the moment, and we are sharing it all, and it's, you know, it's going well. It feels like, look, I think it does feel like maybe this period is a little bit easier because they're not moving, right? So I can... T- I can turn around and then she'll still be there when I turn back on the whole. It's when they get mobile. Because you two have kids, right? We or have kids? one daughter, yeah. One six-year-old daughter. How old? Six. She's six, right. So you're a long way ahead of me. It feel you'd say that. It's literally like you blink and they're six. I mean, same with everything, isn't it? Yeah, it, go, it goes so yeah. quick. Once you, once you, once really you leave university, you might as well just instantly die. Life goes so fast. You might as well go university nursing yeah. home. That's how fast life's going. <laughs> just blink and I'm pissing myself in shady pines. That's how fast it's going. Which you were doing at university. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. The problem I've got there is like the, the baby, like in my head, I'm still 18. But then it's like I'm not aging, but the baby's getting older. But and then you, you then your realization hits actually you're getting older as well so that's the scary thing because it just goes so quick. It's funny though because I was feeding her in the middle of the night the other night and I was like, it really feels like there should be an adult here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yeah, seems yeah. to just be me and her. And then I was like, well, the thing is, I suppose I definitely know a ton more than her, so maybe it's okay that I'm doing it. Yeah, you know? yeah. This is where we come to the we will come to the crux of what we should know and can you have knowledge and is it a good idea to read books and prepare and all of that um but first of all i want to ask you a question which i don't know if this is made more complex or simpler given by the fact you are husband and husband but traditionally do you think men are more likely to be responsible for the discipline of a child and at the stage you two are at it is sleep hygiene how much do we respond to a cry how much do we go through getting through the night are we feeding on demand are we getting a schedule going that is still discipline don't get me, you know, understand that, Chris. So you were already at the coalface of child discipline, hammering away. Wow. Okay. This is a realisation. So I wonder what you thought the relationship of, mas- of masculinity to 
discipline is because it's quite complex i mean me and Lindsay just the other day had a massive conversation about it you know it's, it's still the man supposed or to break down as i'd like yeah, to Lindsay call was it sobbing. The, uh, it's, the man is still supposed to be the, <laughs> the man it was traditionally like the house of lords if you like the mum made did the house yeah. of commons this is the law then it'd be referred to the house of lords for ratification it's so interesting you say that because you know things can fall into gendered roles in in uh, a straight relationship which on the whole is also not correct. But in, in a same-sex relationship, you kind of have to talk a bit more about who's going to do what because ultimately there's going to be someone who takes more weight in terms of childcare. There's going to be someone who takes more weight in terms of earning during the periods that they're, you know, tiny and need round-the-clock supervision. And I think one of the things we were joking about, me and my husband, was that his dad, lovely man, I never met him, but he was a sort of really wonderful man, but his dad would kind of come home and when their mum had been telling them off, would be the one who'd like slip the kids a fiver and go, don't worry about mum. And I was like, if you ever do that in our relationship, because <laughs> it, it's kind of undermining someone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's quite, I, I really recognise that dad behaviour of like, you know, oh, isn't she a bit boring? And from my generation, you know, when I was younger, I used to see dads doing that. And I think that's the thing we have discussed is like, I'm not being bad cop just because I'm probably going to be the one who's around a little bit more. And probably that means you fall into the mum role a little bit more, which is stupid. It, none of these things should exist. But ultimately, go look at a school gate. Who's at the school gates even in 2022? It's mm. mostly women. Yeah. And Prince Andrew. Linz, what do you think? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Linz, I, I, I know obviously with your, your dad, he's obviously like a gentle, kind soul. Couldn't imagine him raising his voice. But traditionally, you know what I mean? It's discipline. It feels like a masculine approach. It's traditionally associated with men. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember, but I do feel like I was more scared of my mum. My dad worked a lot when, you know, just like every dad did back, in, you know. My dad's retired now, so he's enjoying spending time like with, with our little one. Um, and he's always here and comes away with us. So he's enjoying, because he never got to experience that with with, with us because he was working. So mm. even now, though, like our little one, Minna, she can just get away with anything and he'll, you know, she's just, they can just wrap them around the little finger, can't they? And the same with you, Russ. Like, you know, I think, I say Russell is a massive posse in this situation. Like mm. he just, he's like, okay, Lovely. baby, whatever you want, baby, you know. No, and so. I remember when we were... <laughs> When we were like, when I was pregnant oh, and we so. watched like a programme yeah. about, about there was different cultures. There was, yeah, it was on Channel 4 with an Anita Rani, Channel 4. They, they compared, it. did you watch it? Asian style yeah. parenting, like Indian versus Chinese style versus African style versus like left, versus lefty, bright and vegan parenting versus conservative, all the different types of parenting. Go on, Lynn. I know, I remember Russell going, oh, I'm going to be like the Chinese cultures and the, and the African dads, like really strict and blah, blah, blah. And... <laughs> I always remember, and I've said, said, said this story before, Russell knows what I'm going to say, but he was, you know, he, Russell's got to think about food, like, you know, you get what you're given and you eat it. And then I remember coming home one day and I was like, oh, Minna, what do you want to eat? And she's like, I want pasta, please. So I made like a fresh pasta sauce with all veg and, and made it and beautifully presented. And, and then she was like, I don't want that, I want pizza. And I was like, 
well, I've made pasta like you requested pasta and I made it fresh. She's like, no, I don't want it. And then Russell's like, so okay, baby, do you want me to make you a pizza? Do you want me to put, I can get a pizza out. <laughs> I was just like, you are everything that you said you would not become. No, like, listen, who listen, are you? Listen, because Honestly, I've, she can I've get around you. No, but at the same time, Lindsay can say, even yesterday I was away at a gig, I could hear Mina saying, please don't tell daddy what I said. There's an in bit, it's controversial what I'm going to say now, unfashionable, and I don't, I'm not making the biological rules that I'm observing in my friend's children, but there seems to be in a lot of children an inbuilt, like, automatic fear of the the male, whatever that might mean in today's society, of the, of the, of the relationship. And it's weird, because like Lindsay says, I am a bit of, she calls pee holes my nickname, pussy hole. I am a bit of, <laughs> But she says pee hole so that Mina doesn't understand what she means. So I know I'm a bit of a pee hole, but at the same time, Mina, if she thinks something will be reported to me, improves her behaviour. So I'm going to ask you an unfashionable and dangerous question, Chris, but this is a safe space. So just stop listening if you can't handle frank discussion of gender and biology. Just fuck off for two minutes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Is there something in men, whether you're biologically born a man or not, I'm talking about the depth of the voice, the breadth of the shoulders, the masculinity itself. Is there something, do you think, hardwired in kids to be more fearful of male discipline on the we're making massive generalizations here but i think it's to do with a couple of things and one of them is when you were speaking a second ago i think that when you go back to how it's like oh you know the dad is more stricter than the mum if it's one of those traditional setups i don't know that that's true i think that often what is the case is that the mum is around a lot more and therefore is actually the micro discipliner mm. and that micro discipliner has to have someone who else who can come in less often and say big no's, you know, like, like mom is like, can I have some crisps? Dad is like, can I go on holiday? Do you know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> that's that the same big... as my head That's what mine was like. Yeah. And it's like that bigger seniority. So it puts the male in the senior position, which 
is hierarchy and we're all into that from a young age i think that is built into you to like be subservient to hierarchy and i think because of the way the world works traditionally and i'm not saying any of it's right again you know but like it tends to be the mums who are at home more so the dad comes in and he is more senior i don't think that's to do with his maleness no i think it's to do with not being around as much and i actually think that's why weirdly i think dads are softer because there can also be any parent who isn't around as much you you operate on guilt yep. you know like i'm nine weeks in and, and i have so much guilt already i have loads of that oh christ mine's yeah. only just kicked in <laughs> no, no, but it means, you know like i was away at a gig last night yeah i'm away all the time i'll sleep i'll sleep out in a different bed three or four nights a week every week of Minna's childhood so that does come into it. this has been studied sorry can I, Ross, can I just can I just say one thing as well the other thing that I think with especially I don't know whether it, again like with like little girls and the daddies kind of thing like a, a little you know daddy's girl I think that I would say I'm stricter I know you don't think I but I do I am really strict I mean I won't give her anything unless she has got a please or thank you on it like I will not I'm so strict whereas I think she just wants to be a, she wants you to adore her so that's why she's sort of quite well behaved for you I don't think she's scared of you or like <laughs> I don't think she fears you in in that disciplinary sort of position I think it's more she wants you to idolize her Yeah but okay well let's go there is fear a desirable response from a child on any level. I, I just think it's about boundaries, isn't it? Like I'm. No, but wait you know, a minute. You're I, saying she doesn't fear me, but do you, do which do you think children should have some sort of fear of consequences, or should they respect you? No, and you're I, able I, to I, emotionally interact. See, the way I do it, Chris, I would say so. Minna would go, "Give me that now." Like do something rude like that, and Lindsay be like, "How dare yeah. you? Where's your manners?" And the fireworks are all, <laughs> go, all going off in the first sentence. It's it's not to a thousand. How dare you? I won't be spoken to you like that. You're all it's all kicking off. And uh, whereas I would go, Minna, I know how you've just spoken to me, and I, I remember being six, and I remember being impatient like that. And it, but this is the consequences. It will hurt people's feelings, and this is why it's inappropriate. So I will do. I go into her head, understand where she's coming from, then explain why it's wrong. Whereas Lindsay should be oh, like, it's fucking so bollocks, reasonable, just tell, isn't just, it? No, but Lindsay's <laughs> like, it's bollocks, tell, just, just correct her, like doing super nanny around the corner. So I wonder, <laughs> I, I, wonder I wonder, Chris, do, do you, isn't fear gone out of fashion? Didn't it go out with the 80s in parenting? Uh, look, fear is in us all. We're all scared of things. And it's like we're saying about hierarchy, like I think it's an instinctive thing. Mm. But I don't think we should be setting out as parents to instill it in anyone. But I think... I think it's explaining consequences about stuff, but not discipline. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you also don't want to, you know, but what the fuck do I know? I'm nine weeks in, but you know, you don't want to like pretend it's all, you know, more than you realize. Trust me. <laughs> you don't want to pretend it's all beer and Skittles out there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yes, this is a world of consequences. And also just so you know, I'll be really polite to you and explain to you stuff because I want to, I'm your parent, but there will be people out there you meet who are just fucking rude to you. And understand that you know can i ask sorry, you chris can i ask you a question sorry Russ, Russ, i'm really sorry you might i'm wondering if it's the same question what are you going to ask about did you have a chat with your partner about the style of parenting is that what you're going to ask no i was going to ask and what, about what, discipline what chris thought of the word no because there's a well, i was just about to ask that as well yeah yeah i'm really so interested the word no like if you'd gone back 10 years ago and told me the Our word woman word. and the word no would be controversial, I'd have fallen off my chair. But here we are in 2022 <laughs> and I can't use either of those two words without being deleted from the BBC if I get them wrong. So <laughs> we live in a world where language is shifting and 99.9% .9 of it for the right reason, because I'm raging lefty. So obviously I love all of that shit. 
But at the same time, you're left sometimes floundering, thinking, what does no mean? Is it a good word? And there is a significant portion of parents that don't want to use the word no. You shouldn't use it. You shouldn't. It's, too, it's so negative. Children shouldn't grow up with the word no. Right. Okay. Well, this is brand new news to oh, me. Oh, you're about so... to discover it in nursery. Trust oh, me. Oh, you've not met those yet. You'll oh be my like, God. You'll be crazy. like, you'll be think about it. What are you doing, Quentin? Stop it, Quentin. Think about the, but never, <laughs> the, but never the word no. What do you think of that? I mean, listen. You can all play this back to me in six years, but I'm, I'm gonna say no. Like exactly. What? Like everyone needs to relax. As far as I'm concerned. Like, no is a word you're going to meet out in the real world. Exactly. So it's going to happen inside. Exactly. And also, and also, you know, it's important for consent as well. Like, no, I don't want to do that. No, that's True. making me, you know, no. So if you're not teaching your child no, how are they ever, when they get older and they're in a situation and they don't want to do something, but they're like, oh, I can't say no because I was never told no. And it has a knock-on effect. So I think the word no is really important. (laughs) But isn't it also the case that it's like understanding the discussion around no, for example, not that I I know it, but like it's like to understand the ramifications in and around that, fascinating. Let's all do it. Should we now continue with real life with that in mind? (laughs) Exactly. And it's like when you were saying, Russell, about, you know, when Minna says that thing to you and then you go into her brain and explain, like, I, I love that. I think it's wonderful. In the best will in the world, you're not going to be able to do that every time. Sometimes yeah. you're going to be a human being with a short fuse who's tired, you know, and I don't think that's, you know, otherwise you feel like you're failing the whole time. And I have gone <laughs> slightly <laughs> into that worm. You like my head, you like my brain. Sorry, come on. <laughs> It's but like I have gone into that wormhole of following a few parenting people on Instagram. And I don't know, like I don't want to be judgmental, but some of the stuff they come out with, I'm like, I just don't see that how that's practically, you know, how you can do that in practice. There's stuff you can strive for a lot of it. I I just want I do want to ask you Lindsay's question. I just want to get this stat out because it goes back to what we were talking about before. Mothers do indeed discipline more than fathers, but what we're defining mother in our own way at the moment. But parents disciplining styles don't only differ when it comes to limit setting and spanking according to w bradford wilcox a senior fellow of the institute of family studies mothers genuinely discipline more than fathers do but dads tend to be firmer with children but of course we've come to the conclusion that the mother basically is whoever's stuck at home doing the micro um disciplining i love i love that notion but i'm interested in the question Lindsay just put forward is did you two have a discussion before baby came into the house about the style of parenting you were going to have did you have like a formal plan of attack it doesn't matter if the plan of attack's gone in the bin and not been stuck to did you at least have a plan we didn't we didn't and we should have um <laughs> too late sh- yeah yeah it'll probably happen at like 4 a.m this morning what that fucking parenting <laughs> style is that um i think that i'm trying to remember i think i kind of just said i'd like it to be relaxed But, you know, I also think that talking about stuff a lot ahead of it, I do think it can work. But also I think you have to plan it and then you have to be prepared to throw the plan out the window when it starts happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, And I do think that we are we are really aligned on what kind of parents want to be, which is relaxed 
but yeah, you're right. I never, we hadn't had it. I, I'll, I'll put that in my calendar as soon as this <laughs> is over. See that? I think I think people underestimate, don't they, how important that actually is it's, in it's a relationship. Un- well, it's not. It's not important if you sort of accidentally end up both wanting the same thing once the baby's in the house. What I've seen happen with a lot of couples, friends, family, or whatever, is they've gone. Well, you know, well, when the baby comes along, we're both roughly on the same. See what happens is they spin in the two different directions once the energy hits. The bomb hits. And when the dust is cleared, one person's laying like that, the other person stood up like that. Oh, shit. I, I'm actually a Hitler. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm actually uh, want the baby in the bed. Oh, fuck. Our marriage is fucked. Yeah. It, that's yeah. the only argument for having so, uh, to fundamental conversation before. Now, that could still happen after the bomb hits, but at least you can fall back on. But, babe, remember what we said. And you, maybe it might yeah. be slightly easier to meet in, in the middle if a contract's been made. It's the same, functions yeah. the same way as marriage. When you get married, no one's suggesting that you're still united in the eyes of God and it's going to last forever mm. like in the olden days. But at the same time, you've made a contract and you fall back on that contract when the shits, the fans go, we did make those promises to each other and it sits like a bedrock underneath the evolving and improvising situation. That's what I think the function yes. of marriage is. And I think it's the same with yeah. with, dis, with discipline and, and childcare. I mean, the most controversial one of all, and I know Lindsay doesn't really want me to go all in and speak on this, but we have to because it's the most... For me, it's the number one issue from naught to seven is sleep. Sleep, Mm. sleep, sleep. If you've got any sort of job where you need your brain for a living, which is fucking everyone, the the rubber's going to meet the road pretty quickly once you start having three hours of sleep a night. It's all very well for a two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks. But after one year, two years, we've got friends that go, I've never left my baby before. How old are they? They're seven and eight now. The seven-year-old's nearly going through the night. What the fuck? You've yeah. just aged. You've literally aged your body. You've literally shortened your life. The human yeah. body is not designed to be sleep deprived for five years. It's designed for short bursts of trauma. We can cope with that. Yes, of course, a few weeks when a baby's born. But if you still, look, I know, had um, friends that have got nine-year-olds. Uh, can I get in the bed? It's nice now and again for a treat like Sunday morning or when they're unwell. But to live your life or to have your marriage like that. Mm. But again, it's just to say that if you're both happy with that, that whatever suits you as a couple, but the issue, yeah. Most important parenting lesson I can give anyone is if you're both on the same page, it doesn't fucking matter whether your style of parenting is we're going to hop round on one foot um, wearing Lithuanian hats and we're going to do grace at 5pm and the baby's going to sleep in the bed and we're never going to have sex ever again. If you're both happy, good. Good for you. Shut my fucking mouth. The issue is mm. where you've got someone wanking in the spare room and someone cradling baby in the marital bed. That's the issue. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's it's that's it. And I think, you know, gay marriage is new, right? And there is no template for what gay marriage is. So as a result, you do discuss when you get gay people, LGBT people discuss more. What shall what shall it be? And and if it, exactly what you just said if you want it to be, if you want this marriage to be this, then that's fine. But we both need to know what kind of marriage we're in. Yes. Because the other one can opt out whenever they like. You know, what I love about being a gay man being married is like, I don't have to subscribe to any rules whatsoever. I can make it up as I as I go along. And the same with parenting, you know, like we can do whatever we want. But yeah, we have to be aligned. And I think people are afraid to discuss things in marriages and, you know, me and my husband 
it doesn't happen every week, but we do like once a week, we'll sit down and do a like, let's talk about how you think this is going. Oh, great. That's a fucking great oh, a idea. Debrief. That's a, weekly, a really good idea. A oh, weekly review. That now. A weekly oh. review. I'm going to go daily. I'm going to review you daily, Lindsay. Let's go daily. <laughs> yeah, just, but you, you know, you have to make sure that's a space in which you can say whatever you want. You know what I mean? Not just be like, yeah, I think it's going great. Because you're like, I don't want to be pissed off with you after this conversation. But I think that's sort of where we will align our parenting style because there is no time in busy people's lives. And, you know, like to actually have bigger zoom out discussion, like what do we want this to be? Life is built against you doing I agree that. with everything you're saying, Chris, but when it comes to sleep, that, that kind of idealism is going to fall away because sleep comes yeah, yeah. down to like a biological need that you can't bullshit with a plan about, yeah, what do we, how do we want this how do we want this sleep to be? It's like, you're going to, it's like, if one Obviously, of the, if that, one, no, no, but, but I'm you saying, can go, are you happy with the fact that the thingy's in the bed all the time? Do you know what I mean? In that hour is when you can talk about it. But so what are you, what are you doing? What is your, what is your plan here? You're right in the eye of it. Where's baby right like at nighttime tonight? What's going on? Oh, in our room, in our room. Next to? Yes. Next to either of us, whoever's doing up, whoever's doing the getting up in the night. Yeah. She's next to that person. But look, I mean, I feel like I'm an odd example because she sleeps really well. So like, I think it's more like when they're a little bit older and they're like coming out of bed and coming into the room and you just want to like let, I feel like that's when you have to discuss a bit harder. Like, what do we do when she does that? Like, do we let her in or do we take her back to her bed 14 times? I think I can say that Mina has never entered our room, has she? Since birth, as far as wow. I know, not 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 walked Never. in. Walked in. obviously when she's been ill, I've, I've carried her. I've carried her in, and <laughs> she slept next to me and stuff. But there's she's never been upstairs. There's never <laughs> never been out of the cellar. She's never left there's, the cupboard. There's never been. <laughs> there's never been a waking and a door open. Yeah, it would be a call on. We still got baby monitor, and she's nearly seven. It's because it's because we've got a white noise machine, isn't it? And I think as well because we sleep with white noise, so we have to have a monitor otherwise. Because I'm like I can't hear anything. I sleep so well. And I have the monitor on my side, but I think it's because she's scared of the dark. I think that's the other side of it is the fact. And she's also got a high bed. So I think getting down the stairs of her little bed and then leave, she'd just be too scared of the dark. She just doesn't. Oh, wow. She doesn't no. know it's an option. No. Which yeah. is the way. That's the way. If, if only we'd done that with fucking sugar and iPads as well. So what do you two, like, did you two have the sleep discussion and what was yes. it? Yes. Before the pill packet yes. went in the bin, before we were even trying for a baby... There was agreement on are we going to be when baby wants to feed, baby feeds, or are we going to be try and nudge towards some sort of schedule and routine? So you can tell which way we went. Baby led or routine led. It's controversial. The two tribes hate each other's guts, and you got to pick one and join one. And your routine led. Our friends laughed at us. You can't give a. It's a baby. You can't put a baby on a routine. The baby will let you know what to do. Not in my fucking gaff. We were led, we led the baby and she's happier for it. She's got a routine, she sleeps 12 hours a night, still does. Yeah, she's really well, like she loves a routine and, and, but you're very much like that. Russell's very structured and he has to be with his job. But I always remember when we, I'd come off the pill, I think just at Christmas and then um, we were going to India in the January and we, we'd arrived in India and Russell pulled out a stick and was like, right, I need you to wheel on this now. And I was like, I had an ovulation what, chart, what, what is that? Someone's yeah, got to be in charge. He was like, it's an ovulation stick. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what, what do I do? And he's like, go on, go on, off you go. Go to the and I said, and I was like, wow. I said you can see much. by this chart <laughs> that maximum, we will maximise fertilisation by copulating. And she's like, we're on an all-inclusive holiday and chill out. 
was like, just, like this is, there's I, a I martini in it for you. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it, we were, it was like, go on, go on, we are it. So it moves me on to my next story because we were absolutely hell bent on having a, a, a girl. We both wanted a girl, right? And so I'd oh, right. worked out all these whiz bang techniques for having a girl on purpose. You can't have a boy on purpose, <laughs> but you can have a girl on purpose with time if you time it right. It's all to do with you have to have sex slightly before ovulation. And then not do it when you're ovulating because male sperm cells only live for 24 to 48 hours. Whereas female sperm cells, no one knows why, live between 24 hours and five days. Which is how so many women fall up the duff by accident going, yeah, well, I did throw up my pill, but that, you know, I had sex four days ago. I'm fine. You're not fine. There could be a couple of female sperm cells hanging on there waiting for an egg to drop. So if you have the willpower not to shag when ovulating, you up your odds of creating a female child. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a break there. Time out, guys. Time out. Go to the naughty step. That's end of part one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 